Two nerd worlds enter. One nerd world leaves. Uh, but not in the Thunderdome kind of way. More like you've taken two colors of Play-Doh and mashed them together until they're this nasty brown that you'd never use for anything. It, no, it's really worth listening to. It's okay. No, just, it's okay. It's going to be all right. It's a good show. Uh, this is The Draft. Welcome to the Draft Podcast. My name is Adam Smith, and with me as always is Bill Decker. Hey, Bill. Hey, everybody, and especially Cody. <laughs> hey, now you said... <laughs> you said that uh, if he wrote in, that you would uh, not name him on the podcast anymore. And he, did he write in? He did, via text. And you know what? My phone's upstairs. So... <laughs> Well, then it doesn't count. <laughs> well, this one's my fault then. <laughs> but that's You will be him who shall not be named. <laughs> but you know who you are. <laughs> we always seem to have one of those. <laughs> At any rate, this is... <laughs> this is draft 14A. We say it that way because as we talked about this one, we decided that there was too much to it to pack it into one episode. So what we are doing is drafting the Lord of the Rings characters. We are drafting them. Uh, we are casting them, I suppose, with comic book characters. Now you may be thinking that makes no sense. Well, we realized that as we <laughs> as we started putting our list together, but it was yeah, fun. It's your <laughs> but we had fun doing it. So we are in this one that makes no sense. We're going to do it for two episodes, but it makes no sense in a fun way where what we tried to do is there's so many hobbits. And so it, it isn't a matter of drafting people that have the physicality, but the temperament, the attitude or, or filled the role. So that's what we are going to do when we get there. So I don't want to hear any, you know, Oh, that person's tall. Well, yeah, but so is John Reese davies So <laughs> it's going to exactly. be okay. <laughs> but at any rate, given that we are drafting for this one, the Fellowship. The nine characters that made up the Fellowship of the Ring in that scene that I really love from the end of the first movie. And I have the first pick. That's one. That's one handy thing about uh, extending this this draft over two episodes is I got the first pick twice. That's <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> but it's convenient, so we'll, for you. We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I am going yeah. to start. I am going to start by casting the dwarf Gimli. And this guy has, 
a grouchy, gruff attitude, but is still kind of lovable. Uh, I really liked the character. I thought John Reese davies did an amazing job with the character. It was often comic relief, but the the character himself didn't realize he was being comic relief. He wasn't trying to be funny. Uh, just his his gruff and unkind attitude, but the you know the little heart of gold thing, a little because he's a dwarf. <laughs> the heart of gold uh, <laughs> was was always evident. So I had to come up with someone who who had those characteristics, and I managed to actually match the physicality here. It's the one time where I actually did that. I am going north of the border. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny, he, now he's far more acrobatic than Gimli ever was, but he's gruff and he's unkind to a lot of the people around him, but he's funny in the midst of it and can be counted on when you need him. I've got Puck. Okay. Well, <laughs> great. I mean, not, not who you thought I was drafting? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but I like it, because I, I have to change one of my picks now for one of the hobbits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. <laughs> but, yeah, Puck's a great fit for Gimli. <laughs> and if I hadn't have written his name down earlier, I probably wouldn't have picked him. Sure. Myself, but yeah, Puck, almost to a T, <laughs> is probably the best pick. He's he's just so gruff and hilarious that uh, that he was he was the first name I wrote down actually. Just <laughs> I I didn't even put a second for Gimli. I just had to have had to have Puck in that role. I read oh, him I... recently in uh, in some Wolverine first class stuff that. Uh, that I got from he who shall not be named. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, what a great character. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so for my first pick, I'm going to draft. I'm going to cast Frodo. Okay. Frodo. It's a guy that had to, uh, possess a, a lot of willpower. Yeah. Finish off his quest. And just some rugged determination in the overwhelming <laughs> awesomeness of what he had to complete and the odds <laughs> that were stacked against him. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he had that ring, you know, and the ring had a little rhyme that went with it. <laughs> you know, one ring to rule them all. And so I said, man, I need someone who's used to handling a ring that's really powerful and has a little rhyme that goes <laughs> in brightest day, in darkest night. Yeah, I cast Green Lantern in Frodo. I love this rationale. <laughs> <laughs> we are off the rails already. Yep. <laughs> I, I can just see these people in Hollywood saying, well, we could go for somebody who's an amazing actor. We could go for someone who's who's really got the chops to play this part. But what we really need is someone who's used to a ring with a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> just 
seemed like a no-brainer to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his ring is powered by willpower. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's a... He's the space policeman of an entire section <laughs> of the galaxy. <laughs> now, now, which Green Lantern are we going with here? Oh, Hell Jordan. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> you got to appreciate that. <laughs> oh, there's no question I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with Aragorn then, Strider. Now, this guy is a guy who really largely is serious. Uh, I would question whether he even really had a sense of humor. But he's he can always be counted on. He's gallant. He ends up becoming a king. And, and so he's somebody who you can hold in high esteem, despite the really heavy seriousness that that comes with his role and there and the, therefore his character. And so as I looked in the comic world, I did find a couple of people that seemed to fit the role, but when when you think about it, when you're going to fight with a sword, it's also handy to have a shield. I'm bringing in Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yeah, I if I didn't get to him first, I knew I had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> To get Captain America on that one. <laughs> he, he seemed like, hands down, the most obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to use comic book characters. Right. Just, yeah, by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's got that serious seriousness, the, the leadership quality that would make all these people want to follow him. and So, yeah. Yep, made sense for me. It definitely. Definitely. It's a, yep, it's hands down probably the easiest pick Yeah. <laughs> of this. Yeah, yep. Kind of made one of my other picks easy, too. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But another, when you think about it, another obvious pick is going to be my next one. Okay. Legolas. All right, all right. Now... When I, when I first thought about Legolas, you know, you, you, of course you automatically go to the archers. Oh, sure. You know, and you start thinking about that. And then I start thinking some more. I said, well, you know what? <laughs> Legolas, you know, he's got this elfin thing, uh-huh. you know, and he's he's light, he's nimble, he's walking on snow. He's, he's got this awesome eyesight and acrobatic ability. Uh-huh. It, it's almost like he's really, really lucky. Oh. <laughs> I like it. So I decided to go with long shot. I like that a lot. He's got the look too. Yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah. I did the same thing. I went to Archers and then found something else I like better too. But man, long shot's a great choice. And yeah, he's going to hit stuff with his arrows. Now, <laughs> maybe not the same way that, uh, that one of the traditional Marvel Archers or DC Archers might. Um, in that, you know, he's, he's not going to have a, a device attached to it. So it blows up or a gigantic boxing glove, but his shot is probably going to be more like, Oh, it bounced off eight things and hit a guy I wasn't aiming for, but Hey, cool. <laughs> <laughs> or it bounced off eight things and hit the guy I was aiming for. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> bounced off three other guys and hit the guy I was aiming for. Yeah, Longshot's great. I love that character. That's yeah. a really cool pick for that. I think that's a great pick. I like it a lot. I'm going to go with Boromir next for my pick three. Now, what I have for for this, as I look at the character, he's, he's someone who's also, like Aragorn, gallant and and a good fighter and somebody who uh, fits in well with the group at first, but then as things go on, he ends up turning on the group through no fault of his own. That brought one character to mind for me that, especially given one of my other picks, I had to go with. There's a character in the Marvel Universe who was a good guy and a and fit in great with his group, and then through no fault of his own, turned on the good guys. And so I'm going to bring him in as Boromir. I've got Bucky Barnes. Oh! Yeah! It's not a character I thought of, but your rationale really fits that pick. <laughs> I, I like the Winter Soldier. Yeah. As Boromir. That's really interesting. <laughs> huh. yeah, this was probably the hardest one for me. Okay. Boromir, by far, was the hardest one for me to figure out. Because, especially in The Fellowship, he's easily the most complex character. Yes. And to, to fit that was, was really hard for me. Sure. But, uh, yeah, the Winter Soldier, especially, you know, your your thought process through him. Mm-hmm. It's a I got, really, really good pick. Yeah, I'm... I'm I like it. I, I'm, I'm really happy with that one, especially because I've got Captain America in the group already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I was excited to pick that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's back to me again. Number three. I'm, I'm going to go with Sam. Okay. Because for me, the, the, I guess the thing with Sam that stood out the most is that he was just the loyal, loyal sidekick to Frodo. Absolutely. Would not leave his side. And that just shut the door for me it, on who I was going to pick. Mm. Is uh, who is the absolute most loyal sidekick in comic dumb? <laughs> and, and he's so loyal, you, you can't you can't even say the one guy's name without saying the sidekick's name too. Uh huh. You know, because it is Batman and Robin. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> Robin's a really good pick for that. I mean, yeah. Sam is the sidekick. That's that's his role. I mean, he's also the heart. He ends up being a lot of the strength, but he's no doubt the sidekick, always in Frodo's shadow. And that, that makes Robin a really logical pick for that. Yeah, and it's just, you know, especially uh, with the original Robin and his relationship with Batman. So Tiny Shorts Robin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, swim, swim trunks. <laughs> I have never owned a pair of swim trunks that short. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Oh, he didn't grow up in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, just, uh, you know, all those things, and, and but really the loyalty. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the unerring loyalty, the... You know, if if Batman was Frodo, you could so see Robin picking up the ring, mm-hmm. and then as soon as Batman was back on his feet, just here you go. Yep, <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Boy, I I guess I'm going to go with Gandalf. <laughs> and this was another really hard one. You know. I'm going with kind of an obscure character for this okay. one. And this this guy is, he's got the look, first of all. Uh, he's got the big beard and the even wears wizard gear. And there was the obvious pick for this one. And right. I wrote him down and still, you know, if, if you made that pick, I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, you know, it makes right. a lot of sense. But this character, I, I think because he had more of the look is what drew me to him. During the X-Men Battle of the Atom comic run, they were introduced to a character from the future. There was, there was first of all, a big ice brute. And they discovered that, that as, as time went on, that the character of Iceman had somehow split into two characters. And so the other one was known as the Ice Master. And so he he had the, the wizard hat and the big ice beard and all of that and was extremely serious and focused. So it took that aspect of Iceman's personality that really is almost never there and made a character out of him from one of the possible futures. Huh. So that's cool. who I went with is, uh, is ice master. Huh? Okay. Now it's not a character I'm familiar with, Uh huh. but, uh, just going from your, uh, thought process, mm-hmm. it, it seems like, uh, for Gandalf, like it's a pretty good fit. Yeah. The looks got, the, the looks, a an important thing. And, and he's he's got the same tone, so right. So interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought that'd be a little fun, obscure character that was in all of a, like three comics. That uh, <laughs> see if anybody knows. Right. If you know him and want to let us know that you know him, you can always tweet us. I'm at Comic Fan Adam, or you could email us at the Draft Podcast at Hotmail dot com, or. Just, <laughs> You can always contact Bill and let him know that you know who it is as well. You can contact Bill at... At uh, WillDeck69. At Twitter, yeah. At Twitter, Twitter, yep. Yep. So, you know, here we are throwing that in the middle of the episode just to shake things up. That's right. (laughs) Before we go on to (laughs) Bill's next pick. My my next pick. I'm going to pick Mary. Okay. That was my Um, hardest one. Uh, for me, that one, this one, once I started thinking about Mary and his role in the movie, it, it, it came to me. Out of left field, it came to me. Okay. And uh, you, you think about Mary, and he was always the guy 
that was picking up stuff he shouldn't be picking up. He was messing with stuff that he shouldn't mess with. <laughs> he was kind of just all over the place. Okay. And that's why I went with someone who was like that. Okay. I went with Speedball. Huh. Well, that actually really hurts. <laughs> I knew it would. <laughs> there, there, there were two of these where I know, man, if, if I get these two guys and either he didn't think about it or he actually had them written down, he's going to, yeah, he's I, gonna, it's going to grind him. Well, I, I didn't have him for Mary because I always saw Mary as the more serious between him and Pippin. Um, but well, actually, and maybe, maybe I got them confused. Okay. It, it could be that I'm actually casting Pippin. Okay. The one who, uh, took that, I don't even remember what that globe thing was that he wasn't supposed yeah. to mess with. That was Pippin. That was Pippin. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's who I'm casting. It's okay. Pippin. I actually had him for Frodo. Oh, really? Yeah. Because when he, uh, when he got really freaked out over uh, being part of the cause of blowing up a bunch of school children, he got really dark. And so I saw him as the kind of happy character that went really dark. And okay. so I would have put him there, but now I won't. <laughs> <laughs> what I will do after getting over a little frustration <laughs> and I and I, you know what he works great as a Pippin. I gotta say, I mean he is a a really happy go lucky character. If you don't get into his uh, his darker phase, and so I mean yeah, just a character that drove people nuts with how goofy he was and just messing with stuff all the time. I mean he is he's a great fit for that for that character. He he really does fit as Pippin. So I think that's a really good call. All right. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better. No, that's, I I think it's really solid. I mean, if he didn't go dark, then he's a terrible Frodo. He's a much right. better Pippin. And so just thinking of the speedball character, not and I can't remember what... Uh, it was Penance, I think, is what he changed his name to. Right, um, right. So when I think of that, altogether, I can see him as Frodo. When I think of just speedball, he's a better Pippin than he would be Frodo. So... That's why that's I really like that pick. I was not just trying to move on. I was just uh, <laughs> frustrated I couldn't use him as Frodo. Right. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to go over to Legolas. And for Legolas, like like you said, you need somebody who can jump all around, somebody who uh, is very athletic, who is dangerous in close combat, but. Um, could also be dangerous from a distance. Now, this guy's da dangerous from a distance in a different way. But the big thing that jumped out to me about this character was his look. You needed an elf. Now, why not a fuzzy elf? <laughs> Got a nightcrawler. Nice. <laughs> nightcrawler has Legolas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it works. <laughs> it's it's a lot about the look. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it works though. I like it. 
Yeah, totally a, a very different look. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You'd, but, buy uh, him as, yeah. you'd buy him as a different race, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and you have all the acrobatics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting him to fire a bow instead of swinging a sword. But Yeah. You know. <laughs> Semantics. Yeah. <laughs> we call that creative license. That's right. We call that I didn't want to pick Hawkeye and be obvious. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Gandalf now. Okay. No, for me, uh, Gandalf. It seems so much of Gandalf's influence and power came through how much he knew. Okay. And and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the the track I took on who I was going to pick. Okay. So just someone who who was just wise and just knew a lot of stuff. He could research a lot of stuff. If you, then if, I figure if the you power. Pick, <laughs> if you pick you a know, lot to, I quit. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that's funny, though. He knows lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I uh, – I decided to go with uh, someone that, because, uh, you know, technology advanced enough looks like magic. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I, I went with someone who was really smart and could just have access to stuff that would look like magic and affect what he wanted to affect. Yeah, yeah. So I went with Reed Richards. I like it a lot. I, I That's who I actually thought you were going for. And your description of him is perfect for the role. I mean, he's a little bit of older of a guy, or at least looks older. I can never tell. Right. Because often his wife looks like she's 20 or something. When they, <laughs> But then he's got the gray on the... But anyway, um, I, I love the idea of technology that looks like magic. When he's building things, you just have to suspend all disbelief anyway, because it's just insane, the stuff that he comes up with. And so... Yeah, I can see that coming off very much as magic, and yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. I like that a lot. Oh, well, let's see. I think I think I'll go with Pippin now. The fun-loving, gets into trouble character that you love, but you wouldn't want to spend a ton of time with because you'd be pulling him out of the fire over and over again. He's going to not, he's going to be the one who's going to screw around with something and knock the armor down the hole or not be able to leave that, whatever that ball thing was alone, because he's going to be curious and want to mess with it. It was a Palantir. Palantir. Thank you. (laughs) And my geek cred just skyrocketed. (laughs) Woohoo! Like I was operating at a deficit. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> we do this podcast. We're, uh, we're we've outed ourselves a long time ago as geeks on numerous levels. Yeah. But as I thought of a character that you constantly have to pull out of the fire, and who's always getting into trouble and goofy and all of that, pulling him out of the fire kind of made me think Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. 
little hot head going off half cocked all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. And just screwing with everybody all the time. Yep, always playing the pranks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Not a direction I would have thought you would have went. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. I guess I'll go with Gimli now. Okay, good deal. And again, Gimli is as much about the look as he is about uh, if anyone was an outsider in that group, Gimli was the guy that kind of stood out. Especially early on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's kind of a loner and whatnot and a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so as I was thinking through that, two two people came to mind. Okay. But the one I'm going to go with is, because I can, hmm. is uh, the guy that is physically is, is shorter. He's <laughs> got a huge chip on his shoulder. Uh-huh. He's a loner, an outsider by choice. And, yeah, doesn't play well with others. Are we going north of north of the border here too? Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's definitely someone you definitely want in a, on your side in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got the the gruff humor going on there too and the, yeah. He's a he's a really good pick for Gimli. If if I had had to come up with a backup for that, there's no doubt in my mind he would have been he would have been there. He's he's not only an iconic character, but you can see him having the look. If you just you know stop shaving that little thing on your chin, and exactly. you'll have a beard in no time. Yeah, by the end of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got that man's man thing going. You know that that. Gimli really does too, despite the accent and all of that. Like he's just gruff and tough and powerful and same thing with Wolverine, a really good fit. Yeah. It's a, it was just one of those where it just seems so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can see why you cringed when I said North of the border. Yeah. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, Mary was a character who was not as rambunctious as Pippin, not as driven as Frodo, and very loyal, but not as uh, not as tied to Frodo as as Sam was. And so, as as I thought about him, he's he's really a little more nondescript than most of these characters. He he was just kind of there, and then when time came to, to get serious and do something, he, he would do it. And it was kind of, he, he, he didn't seek out the responsibility. It was thrust on him, which fits, I don't know, like 75% of the, the heroes out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this guy became a hero when he found a, I forget if it was a huge jewel or a pendant, but, 
as he brought it close to his chest, it turned him into the character Dark Hawk. And so that's who I've got as, as Mary. Uh, Chris, oh, what is his last name? I don't remember. But anyway, Dark Hawk. Anybody else. <laughs> I, I love that character. I, 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 know, I know you do. I got that whole first run. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's especially the way you described Mary. Mm-hmm. Dark Hawk really fits that well. Yeah. You know, the whole nondescript <laughs> and that nobody knows nothing about it. Right? That's right. <laughs> Powell. Chris Powell. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, Mary is a, another one where that was just kind of hard because it, it was even hard to get a real good feel. Yes. On Mary. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, Dark Hawk works. Mm-hmm. It works well. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Well, I'm going to go with Aragorn. Okay. Uh, this is the character I had the most, the most names written down for. <laughs> I there's a lot of good ones for this for this character. Well, and because so many different ways you can go. Yeah. You know, you can go with the exiled king route, and that gives you a bunch of names. Yep. You know, you you can go with the uh, hidden nobility, and that gives you a bunch of names. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, and I think that's really the the tack I'm going to take. Okay. Is that I'm going to go with the the hidden nobility, and then you know it comes to the forefront, mm-hmm. and uh, so so this character is is one of those guys that uh, now on the team he's on he's he's pillar, you know stalwart, you know, mm-hmm. but he he's he's one of those characters that uh, has this whole other side to him. That is totally the opposite of what his powers would lead you to think he was. Okay. And so for Aragorn, I'm going to go with Colossus. Ah, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, he's he's uh, definitely got a look that you could put on on uh, a movie, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's this huge, strong guy, and yet is gentle and artistic. And so kind of that hidden nobility idea, I, I, I can really see in Colossus. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, go back to the with Aragorn, where there's those times where he was just uh, thinking he was alone, and he would just be singing some ancient song. Yeah, yeah. And, and just how, uh, you know... Stuff like that, where he had this other side to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that was uh, gentler and uh, artistic. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, uh, that's why I honed in on Colossus for him. Also very protective, which is another good fit. Yeah. Very protective and very... Uh, 
you know, just kind of like in the movie, it, he didn't really know what he was about, and and then you got his blood up. Yeah. And then he just became this tank. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I like how you uh, described it with the whole hidden nobility, other side aspect to him, and that, that definitely fits Colossus well. Well, so I got to go to my backup for Frodo. <laughs> and so this part of what I keyed in on for Frodo here was more his just gentle spirit, his uh, almost just boyish charm that he had. Right. And, you know, largely this calm character that... Um, you know, you didn't you didn't see a lot of spouting off or anything like that. And when when he did show an emotion strongly, you you took notice. And so, as as I looked back through, uh, of course, the X Men being who I would look back <laughs> through, I settled on a character who was like that in that he had he had the boyish charm. He was everybody's friend, and he didn't get riled up very easily, and like Frodo, wasn't really all that useful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yay. You can understand any language. That's so helpful. (laughs) I've got Doug Ramsey. (laughs) Cypher. (laughs) Just that last descriptive part. It wasn't. Very useful. <laughs> Doug Ramsey. <laughs> Fit into a tee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I like that pick a lot. <laughs> just, just for that reason. <laughs> Here's the most powerful thing in the universe. Go to the most impossible place in the universe to get to and destroy it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you did you guys see what it reads on the outside of this room? No. <laughs> <laughs> bonus. <laughs> bonus is he wouldn't need Gandalf to tell him what the ring said. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to cast Mary now, mm-hmm. and now, now that i got him figured out, <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, you know, Mary was always kind of the the, the more serious one, mm-hmm. but he would also have these little snide remarks every once in a while, uh-huh. Yep, and... <laughs> And so when I was thinking about who, who kind of fits that for me mm-hmm. and, and who done it. And I had a, the, the one that really stood out to me was the long time later of the X-Men. Okay. Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was actually my backup for Aragorn uh, because he's got that, that dynamic personality that doesn't come through very often but uh so so i can see that 
that very much with Mary, where you've got you know, you've got this person who's just determined and driven and sometimes as leader he wasn't able to do it as much but there was times where he wasn't leader and he would be in the background because he's just not usually that dynamic but then the times would come when he would either make a biting comment if wolverine was hanging around or would be what would spur people on and and mary did play that role a number of times in the movies so and certainly in the books as well it's just been longer since i've read them Right, <laughs> but I can I can see Cyclops in that role, a different different side of him than what made me put him uh, as as the backup for Aragorn, but I can see it. I, I definitely can see it. I just uh, you know let's just do what we need to do, mm-hmm. get get it done. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, this last pick, I've got Sam. And because you made me go to my backup (laughs) for Frodo, you actually made this pick easier. Oh, okay. I need someone who's going to be very loyal to Frodo, who's going to stay by his side, who's going to put Frodo's concerns above his own, and who's who's going to be there in a pinch, who's going to be there when you need it when you need him. Doug Ramsey did have someone like that. (laughs) nice and so for sam i've got warlock nice the team supreme (laughs) reunited again (laughs) that's funny i I lick your internal logic (laughs) that's great But yeah, I mean, those two just had a special bond mm-hmm. and uh, seemed to, and, that, and that's what really Frodo and Sam had. Yeah. It was a, it was a special bond that they had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's really what saw them through and that's what works so well in the comic books for Doug and uh, Warlock. Yeah. Now, was that Warlock really took care of Doug. Yeah, somebody needed to. <laughs> but, you know, Frodo and Sam never, you know, when Frodo went off across the ocean, Sam didn't turn into some weird hybrid of the two characters. <laughs> but otherwise, I think it works okay. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works well. <laughs> so my final pick... I have to do Boromir. Okay. And like I said, this was one of the toughest ones for me to get my head around. Sure, sure. And then uh, and I started going through and going through, and then I finally figured it out. Okay. Because like you said, you needed someone that could be tempted by power, mm-hmm. tempted to use it in the wrong way and betray his friends in order to do it. Mm-hmm. But then it could also be at the end, turn around and then fuck the good fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this guy fits that bill totally, okay. but it fits a lot of it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to a guy that was on the Thunderbolts. Oh, okay. And, and it was the guy that first led the Thunderbolts. Hmm. Citizen V. 
Huh. Now, if you remember, the Thunderbolts, the premise of that team mm-hmm. was that it was bad guys that reformed and were trying to go straight. Yeah, Marvel's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Citizen V was Baron Snow. Oh, okay. All right. Now, now it makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was hung up on Mock. Three or whatever oh, Mach, is, Mach five. Mach five, that guy. Uh, that yeah. was that was when I read it. Okay. And I think they were being uh, jerked around by Baron Strucker at the time, but right. Uh, so there's got to be a Baron involved somehow. But right. Yeah, Baron Zemo. I I read about that storyline. I didn't actively read the issues, but I, I read about the storyline, and it seemed like a really interesting take on this character who you're not even entirely sure a lot of the time, is he really trying to redeem himself or is he just messing with everyone? And he was, he was messing with everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Zemo was always out for himself. <laughs> yeah. but, but up until the whole point of redeeming himself at the end, mm-hmm. Citizen V, if, if he stayed in the Citizen V character, mm-hmm. he, he could play that out to the end. Okay. I think. Very cool. I like it a lot. So there's our draft. There is the part one. Draft 14A. <laughs> because we will be coming back to it. And then we've got nine more extraneous characters, or at least outside the fellowship type characters that, uh, that Bill has listed. And I don't have that email handy. And so I'm not going to read them to you. You'll find out next time. Well, I can I can go through a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm... It's going to be Sauron, mm-hmm. Galadriel, Elrond, uh, Eomir, Eowyn. Mm-hmm. Um, Arwen uh, was Arwen in there. Sar- Saruman, uh, Theoden, uh, and several others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you get the the characters that we're looking at. Yeah. Did you have Arwen in there? Yep. Okay, good. Our win is probably one, two. All right. All right, well, that is what you have to look forward to next time. More of this uh, comics and Lord of the Rings insanity. But uh, I had a lot of fun with it this time. So. Yeah, it was. This was uh, it, it turned out a lot better than the first edition. <laughs> Once I started thinking about it, I'm like, oh, this could be a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually turned out better than I originally thought it was. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this one. And and there was a lot of fun reasons to connect the character types, which is which right. is what I think was the best part about it. Exactly, exactly. We did a good job of matching, like I said, not necessarily the look, but the feel mm-hmm. of the character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've only got a few also rands that haven't already been mentioned. And so I'll run through those. I think I got like five. And then you can give me which ones you got as well. My backup for Boromir was Namor. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, my backup for Gandalf was Doctor Strange. I, oh, yeah. I knew course. I was going to get the Ice Master. I wasn't too concerned about that. <laughs> uh, my backup for Sam was uh, was Falcon. Yep. yep. And I had a backup for the backup that was Lockheed, in case <laughs> I was in a weird mood. Right. Um. Pippin, Goofy Pippin, uh, I had Iceman. 
Right. Yep. Um, and then I already mentioned Cyclops and Speedball. So. Right. Um, I, I, I have this on a word document. Okay. So any racing people as we've oh, gone yeah, along, yeah. but I know for Aragorn, I had uh, Batman. Oh sure, yeah, totally. Was another one. Uh, another um, names that popped up were uh, Aquaman. Okay. Okay. The Exile King. The same thing yeah, with Namor. Yeah. Sure. Uh, names like that uh, for Boromir. Uh, I had uh, Booster Gold. Okay. Uh, he was a kind of a jerk on the Batman cartoon that I right. saw him on, so I can I can see that. Exactly. Um, for Legolas, yeah, I, I had Green Arrow listed. Sure, sure. I had Hawkeye as a backup there. I don't think I said um, that. Yeah. And then uh, Gimli, the other guy I had down was a Martian Manhunter. Okay. For, for the guy that was uh, alone and out of place. Okay. Yeah. 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 And different standpoint. Yeah. Those were the only ones I had multiple. Yeah. Okay. All right. So not in the order I drafted them, but in the order I wrote them down, (laughs) (laughs) these are, this is my casting for Gimli. I've got puck for Legolas nightcrawler. For Aragorn, Captain America, Boromir, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, Frodo, Doug Ramsey, for Gandalf, the Ice Master, for Sam, Warlock, for Pippin, Johnny Storm, and for Mary, Darkhawk. Nice. Yep, my fellowship is uh, Reed Richard for Gandalf, the Green Lantern for Frodo, (laughs) Robin, for Sam, Cyclops for Mary, Speedball for Pippin, Wolverine for Gimli, Longshot for Legolas, Citizen V for Boromir, and Colossus as Aragorn. All right. We did get some actual email. Fantastic. Yeah, it was our, our friend Tim, who... Before he listened to our Ghostbusters episode, he sent us his picks for for uh, those characters that we had. So I'll read those out, see what you think. I thought they were fun. There's one of them I don't know who it is and didn't look him up, so maybe you'll know who it is. Uh, so for, for Stance, for Ray Stance, he's got Colin Ferguson. For Dana Barrett, he had Alyssa Milano. For Egon Spangler, he had Jeff Lewis, and it indicated that's Vork from the Guild. <laughs> For Lewis Tully, he put Jimmy Fallon, which I really like that one. Yeah. Winston Zeddemore, he has Andre Brower, and I don't know who that is. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's on, uh, uh, right now, the show he's on is, was it Precinct 99? Or... Okay. Anyway, he's the Black Lieutenant. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, he's been around. <laughs> for Janine, and this this might be a better pick than either of ours for Janine, honestly. He's got Kristen Shawl. <laughs> I, I think that's a great pick. And then before he listened, for Peter Venkman, he had Nathan Fillion. <laughs> which is, uh, for those who don't remember, the one I picked for Peter Venkman as well. So, good job, Tim. Well done. 
<laughs> I, I love that Kristen Schaal pick. I think that's great. Right. But is that uh, the entire email? Uh, yeah. Uh, other than him saying that he's a bit behind. Um, yeah. He, oh, I thought there was more. There oh, was more to it. There, there, there is one more thing to it, isn't there? He he wrote uh, and comic fan Adam. That's a name I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because I say it all the time. Right. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tim. The message is getting out <laughs> to to the four people who will listen to our show. That's right. Of <laughs> which I hear them Cody. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them is named Cody, and and <laughs> when we had recorded that, he he was texting me while he was listening to it. And he had, I guess, been to a Weird Al concert the night before. And he has Flight of the Concords on vinyl. So <laughs> he was he was a fan of a number of my picks. So nice. that was fun. Like Flight of the Concords on vinyl. Like that takes effort and is really cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. So yeah, if you if you have my my cell phone number and want to text me while you listen that's open to anyone who has that so feel free <laughs> that's that's not a big dangerous thing to be saying at this point so <laughs> and for a nominal fee i can give you that cell phone number. <laughs> that's okay. nobody nobody really texts me so it's <laughs> it'd probably be okay <laughs> at any rate we, in a couple of weeks, if everything goes well, uh, we were set to record last week. It didn't work out for some uh, sad personal reasons, and so it backed us off a week. But we're, we're trying to get onto that about every other week's schedule, so hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be able to record again, and we will do episode 14B, or draft 14B, and then I'll be able to talk to you about the draft that we're coming up. For, we've got coming up for 15, which I'm really looking forward to. It's weird. Cool. So. <laughs> Not that this one wasn't, but it's weird in a different way. Right. Right. So, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We will catch you next time for draft 14 B Lord of the Rings, the extraneous characters. And <laughs> we'll see if we can get more extraneous than dark Hawk and Doug Ramsey. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right so the draft podcast at hotmail.com comic fan adam on twitter will deck 69 on twitter or just yell really loud and maybe we'll hear you but thanks for listening we'll catch you next time strangers from distant lands friends of old you've been summoned here to answer the threat of mordor Middle-earth stands upon the brink of destruction. Bring forth the ring. Jack, you do have the ring, don't you? Yes. Yes, I... I have the ring. The thing is, last night me and some buddies had a little too much mead, and, uh, well, we ended up at the piercing parlor, <laughs> and, uh... Long story short...
god. It is a gift. You're damn right it's a gift. It's called the Prince Albert, and it's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> 